from the liberal northeast comes a lone voice of truth honest commentary in dishonest times think deeper with Juan Newsom. this is the cure radio program This is The Cure. Okay, folks. Thank you for tuning in to segment two of The Cure. I'm your host, Juan Newsom. Today, I have another special guest, Miss Kalimi Stevens. She's a political activist, actress, policy guru. I mean, you name it, she does it. She is pro-Second Amendment like no other person I've ever seen. Kalimi, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. So, Kalimi, you got to clear something up for me. What in the Sam hell is going on in Arizona with these congressional and Senate races? I'm starting to worry. I think it's, I wish I could say it was the heat. I wish I could, but it's not. Our, Our folks are losing their minds out here. They... I don't know. We used to be purple. Now we're blue because our Republicans cannot get it together. They are Mm -hmm. too busy fighting each other, stepping on each other. It's like a big club. You know, popularity is trumping everything else. Mm -hmm. And they can't get it together. Nobody wants to work with each other. And yeah, it's sad. It's sad. We're going to be doing really, really horrible this time around, I think. I see Martha McSally is up for re-election. She's running against Gabby Gifford's husband, Mark Kelly, the former Ooh. astronaut. Yes. This guy right would be a down. disaster. She is down behind him right now. And, it, it, you know, like I said, our Republicans are too busy fighting each other. You know, we got a lot of people that are anti-Martha McSally. You know, and I keep telling people, okay, but would you rather have Mark Kelly? And judging... With our polls right now, they are actually, Mark Kelly is, is leading. And if they the Republicans don't get together, you know, yeah, then we're going to have another seat gone. I'd rather and deal with. big state, too. Yeah. We're one of the, the big ones this year. And that's yep. scary. We finally get somewhere. We finally get counted as a big state, you know, for the elections. And we're scoring it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather deal with Martha McSally. Um more times than often, she sided with this president. When you look at her record, when you look at her That's actual right. record, um, you know, she has a really good background. I mean, obviously, some people are butthurt. They wanted Dr. Kelly Ward in there for the last election. Um, but, you know, well, Martha Mix. Who do we want? I mean, Martha's not out toting her husband around like a puppet. You know, yeah. look at look at Kelly. He's toting poor Gabby around. She don't even know where she is. And this guy. Toting her around. This guy, Mark Kelly, would be the second coming of Dianne Feinstein if he got in. He would be terrible. He would take every bill that she has pre-written in her desk and copy it and put it in his. put his name on there and pass it on. Yep. I mean, does does Arizonians not know what's taking place? I don't think they even know that he is not from Arizona. You know, mm-hmm. he's a New Jersey boy, but his commercials and everything he plays here has him coming out like he's one of us, one of these Arizonans, and he's not. Mm. Mm. 
The and GOP Republicans need to walk and need to get out there and start knocking on doors. That's one thing I found um, with with I've done speeches for you know our Republican clubs and things like that. Our our Arizona Republicans are scared to walk in in neighborhoods, you know, especially minority neighborhoods. You know, yep. they need to come out of their comfort zones. You know, go out door knocking and talk to people, and you know, get the vote out. But they're yeah. too scared. They come out of their comfort zones and do that. Then What's we have it? a chairman that hasn't done anything. <laughs> wow. We didn't even what? run a person for mayor in my in my county and in my city. We, oh, we wow. had nobody. You know, we had barely anybody for elections. They he said that he had people up there that he could count on that were running. We don't get to vet them. And I sat on our XCOM here for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I ended up resigning because we weren't they weren't doing anything. And then yeah. come election time, we had the same old candidates who have ran three, four, five times, you know, that have lost each and every election. They put money behind these people to keep running them instead of going after people like we had another guy that could have been, he could have beat Grijalva. They mm-hmm. talked him into running and it was a minority. He was Hispanic. And they, at the last minute when it was time to go and get behind him, they didn't. And mm-hmm. they ran somebody else, and they lost. We could have won that seat, but we didn't because I don't know. It's a huge popularity contest. Yeah, I talked to um, Sheriff Joe Arpaio uh, a couple of months ago because I, I was going to have Sheriff Joe. <laughs> I was going to have him on the show, and I talked to him and his campaign manager. And uh, what happened with Sheriff Joe there? Um, that is my buddy. He. Um, a lot of the, a lot of people thought that he's racist. They, the Democrats started spreading around that he's racist. They didn't like how the prisoners were cheated because they had to wear their little pink bloomers and things like that. You know, they didn't like the tent living and the bologna sandwiches, which to me, I'm sorry, if they're in, you know, prison or if they're in jail serving those sentences, their rights get taken away. You know, they, they don't get to enjoy air conditioning TV and air conditioning and things that normal people that are outside that have never broken the law get to, you know, struggle to get or don't have. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I agreed with his methods. I, you know, I don't see what he did as racial profiling either. They put it as he is racially profiling, but you know, how else are you going to describe people, you know, (laughs) in, you know, if you don't see everybody sees color, you know, everybody sees race. You know, mm-hmm. it's when you use it against them that it it matters. But, you know, when it comes to following the law, everybody knows, you know, what's legal and what's not legal. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're a border state. So he has to patrol, you know, for illegal immigration as well. And then yeah. also people breaking the law. And well, they me- just turn that against them. Wow. Me and Sheriff Joe have a, actually a long conversation because um, his wife is from Virginia. And, um, and I'm from Virginia originally so we got to really talk a lot and i believe though if share if more prisons were like sheriff joe's prisons like crime would come to a screeching halt in this country oh, yeah. it um if oh, those conditions were able if you, i think <laughs> I prisons sheriff are joe, too comfortable i make sheriff joe look like a girl scout y'all don't ever want me having my own prison because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not kidding, you know, this, the, the crime rate would come to a dead halt under me. I'm one of those yeah. that I'd have, like, 
gas mask. Uh, everybody has to carry their gas mask the minute somebody throws something or somebody does something wrong. I'm hitting the buzzer, you know, <laughs> gassing everybody. Everybody better grab your mask and have a vacancy sign out there lighting up mm-hmm. like the hotels, you know, send me another round. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would make him look like a Girl Scout. I'd bring back chain gangs and things like that. I would not be paying people, you know, who have, are serving time. I'm sorry. That's just goofy to pay them when some of our own people can't even, don't even have jobs or yeah. can't get jobs. Yeah. 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 I, and I think prisons are too comfortable, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prisons yeah, are way too are. comfortable. Yeah. And even our military boot camps and things and out in the field, we, you know, we are doing way worse than what our prisoners are. You know, they get television, they can call home, they can do this and that. They, you know, a lot of stuff that we can't do, even as military. And yeah. I was military. Yeah. So I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's and, right. You served in the Navy, right? Mm-hmm, yep. With the Marine Corps. And wow. yeah, you know, they get treated a lot better. Everybody's screaming for their rights, you know, the prisoners' rights and everything. When it's nothing that uh, other people can't go through and get through and be perfectly fine. We got to add that to your intro, okay? I forgot to say veteran. I knew you were a veteran. <laughs> so I won't forget it next time. I do too many things is the problem. I do modeling, actress, singer, pro wrestling, you know, advocacy of everything, service officer. You know, I do a ton of different stuff. Yeah. You're, <laughs> so you're in season four, Yellowstone, right? How How is yes. I know you can't give anything away, and I'm not asking you to, but was it fun doing that? Oh, yes. I had fun. I didn't get to work with Kevin Costner. I really would have liked to see him again because I've worked with him before. He's an awesome guy. But I did get to work with uh, Mo. Uh, Mo Brings Plenty. Yeah. Uh, Indian uh, guard, which he's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I kept I'm running in- into him when I was doing my scene. Because we I did the casino scene, which will be seen in, in season four, episode one. And Every time I'd walk around, I'd try to make my way through the crowd to go a different direction. And I every time I would run right smack into him and all these guys. So here's little me in between all these big, huge guys. And I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> and they're just like smiling. They're like, you're okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. It's like it's like my favorite show. Everyone in my household loves it. My father-in-law loves it. I got him hooked on Yellowstone. Me and my wife, we like binge watch season one through three. Um, you know, like and a few weeks. And they just got ago. bought out, so now everybody, um, CBS, I believe, bought it out. So now it won't be, you know, everybody had to go to Paramount to watch it. Now they can, they'll be able to go to CBS and and watch it. So a lot more people will be able to get to see. Oh it. wow, that's oh, awesome! Yeah. That's awesome! Yeah. I um. Uh, I actually, you know, because I didn't see seasons one and two at first, so I actually bought the episodes on Paramount. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and I would be the second black female in that too, besides awesome. the lawyer. Yeah, so that kind of was exciting. <laughs> That's amazing. That is really amazing. Um, so, what's next for you? You gonna? You gonna you gonna hop in the rate you gonna be like our friend Babette and hop in a hop in an election. <laughs> Everybody always wants me to run for for a political party, like a higher office. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep telling people they don't want me. You know, people are already crying that President Trump is blunt and says too much. Yeah, you don't want me in there because 
I ain't apologizing for nothing that I say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody's going to make me apologize. If I said it, I said it, and I meant it. You know, I won't backtrack. They're not going to make me change the way I talk to people because, you know, I have to speak to people in the language they understand. You mm -hmm. know, and at times that's not all oh, hoity toity. So, you know, as long as they understand me, we're good. But, you know, to be in politics, to be, that's more restrictive to me. So I like the way things are on the advocacy end rather than being uh, in politics. I'm not a pro political party person. You yeah. know, I, I'm pro American people. So, you know, I call it like I see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, when you look at, and, and, and that's the thing. You know, when you look at 2016, and I always go, 2016 is a case study for so many different things in politics. And you look at Trump and you look at, you know, he wasn't really, a, he's not an ideologue. And he ran in the Republican, he ran in the Republican process, but he's very much an independent. You right. know, when you look at, you know, some of the things that he's done. I mean, just look at him on foreign policy, for example. We haven't been, we've been in zero new wars. And, you know, a long time ago, that was a a, 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 a rallying cry of the left. You know, they wanted us less foreign intervention and less wars. Correct. And, and you know, they... They, they thought Trump was going to be the worst thing since Hitler and he, he was going to start World War Three. But he's brought our troops home while simultaneously strengthening the military. Um, he's also facilitated, you know, peace accords, which has earned him three nominations uh, for the Nobel Prize, all from foreign leaders who don't even like him. That's right. So, and these and are the things talking with other nations that normally we wouldn't even be talking to. Exactly. And, and these are the same people that championed Obama, who had the U.S. involved in conflict after conflict, dropping bombs on more and more brown people. And yet you have this guy, Trump, who's building our military up, destroyed ISIS, obliterated them. And it's like, OK, let's get the hell out of there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really don't. A lot of people didn't even it. realize that you know when, like, say under Obama, he said that he was going to bring our troops home when really he was sending out more. You know, so the yep. media didn't tell the people that he was sending out more. They'd find out later after they were coming back. But you know, it, it's beyond me how they didn't realize that he was still sending troops out. You know, so you know the media is really a big it's been being used more and more now to sway uh political decisions and political thought and mm -hmm. i don't like that you know yeah. they can say something and people will just follow it you know and thinking it's the truth and it's not i wish we had a more honest media and fox news you know we have conservative talk radio we have newsmax i like the blaze i like oan you know, I can, you know, we can name our aunt Breitbart. I love, mm -hmm. I love me some Breitbart. We can name our honest domestic sources. Fox News used to be a month. I don't know what the hell is going on with Fox News because they are, they, they got too many liberals up there. It has changed a lot. 
it's it, it's it is some... bone too by the way mostly mm. The, mm-hmm. the largest, the largest uh, shareholder is is like more Arab than U.S. So I think that has a big, big uh, thing to do with everything, because they would be more uh, left than mm-hmm. what we are here. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, News Corp, News Corporation. They, you know, I mean, I know the Murdoch family. Owns what thirty nine percent interest? Thirty nine, yes. So, who owns the other? I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I had it on my brain. I think it's all broken down into. There's. I think isn't there three other? Three there's other three other owners. I just really don't get what the hell is going on with Fox, man. I mean, Murdoch puts his sons in charge, but Roger Ailes dies. (laughs) You know, he dies, which I think I think pretty much Roger Ailes dying. Was like a dagger into into that organization, because that organization stayed pretty conservative. Right. Um. But I don't know what the hell is going on now. They are just they are straying, man. It it's it's pretty scary. Because, you know, you don't have they are mainstream outlet. They are. Um, oh yes. And, you know, there's still a lot of people I like there. I watch Tucker, I like Brett Bear. And, you know, oh, Fox Business seemed to have their act together, most of all. I mean, I like a lot of the commentators there because they're, I mean, they're talking policy on Fox Business. They're not, it, right. it, it's not a lot of opinion. You know, there's some opinion there, but it's, you know, you have Lou Dobbs there, which Lou Dobbs is very independent. And, you know, I like Maria Bartolome. She's pretty good. I like Charles Payne. Um you know, but Fox News, they better get it together, man. I mean, you got Donna Brazil up there, Juan Williams. They even do more interviews with liberals now. I'm like, what in the hell is, go- is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like watching CNN. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to tune in to Fox to see CNN. <laughs> that's right. And then now that's what we're going to be looking at. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. I've been, and, and I, most of the most of the stuff is mostly left left now. And you know, looking back, you know, I, I tell people this all the time: the media and sports people and entertainers are used more. Well, guess who you know started using that? You know, Hitler. You know, <laughs> he he used the media and the entertainers and things to get his point across, and only submit one type of of news the news that he wanted spread and that's what looks like is happening here they're using the left is using the media they're using entertainers i've seen more and more entertainers come out with their endorsements and getting into politics you know mm-hmm. having their voices heard you know sports people you know normally people that don't really have anything to say like the rock he just came out this is the first time he's spoken politically you know and and everybody's telling everybody to vote you know and it's always just for oh the left. yeah, they lit yeah. him up on Twitter and Instagram. 
yeah. He lost like so many followers. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, dude, follow, but, dude. You know, I mean, that's where they they use it to sway. You know the the response of the people, and people mm-hmm. are so gullible they follow them. You know, and they don't check out anything. They don't research for themselves anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think pretty much the whole thing with the rock. These guys have pretty much sold their sold their souls, you know, to to the progressive machine, and to sit here and say, you know, somebody as smart as the Rock, you know, to sit there and calculate, you know, look what's been happening to the NFL, look what's been happening to the NBA, all of this woke BML crap. Mm-hmm. Everybody's it's everything's turned racial now. People are sick of this crap, and you're going to sit up there, and, and, and um, the country's burning down, and you're going to sit up there, and you're going to endorse Kamala Harris and Biden when the damn country is burning down. And oh, people- come on. You know, that had to be, that was a good pick, because you know Kamala's going to be the only one that's going to be able to withstand Pedro Joe. <laughs> she's got to be, you know, they had to pick a female, they had to pick a black female and they had to pick someone that could withstand getting hit on day and night okay now trump ain't the only one that likes some you know women and and girls and stuff you know that's you know they picked a good one there will she the only one that's gonna be able to withstand all that (laughs) will she be able to withstand it because you know i don't know governor that she slept with you know that people say that she slept her way the top, you know. <laughs> what, what was the guy? Willie <laughs> Brown. Track record shows it. Yeah, Brown. Her track record shows she can handle that. Mm. <laughs> he might go skinny dipping in front of her like he do the Secret Service agent. <laughs> that would be a scary, scary sight. That is so nasty, Joe Biden. <laughs> that is nasty as hell. Those poor guys. I hope they got paid good. <laughs> and and <laughs> girls. Can you imagine? Pay. Hazard pay for that kind of thing. Can you imagine? And girls. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. So, do you think we? I, I just, just by I, I've talked it over with some other guests too, and you know, just looking at the Senate race, I think we can hold the Senate. I really, truly believe that. Even if we lost the McSally seat, I think the Doug Jones seat is going to flip to us. I think Tommy Turberville is going to win. I hope so. I hope so. Because Arizona sure ain't helping. And it's my home state, and I feel bad for saying it, but yeah, we're we're not helping. Our our Republicans here are too busy in fighting to even pay attention. And they don't want to walk their districts or anything. They're scared to walk in minority neighborhoods. They're scared to get out, you know, and go in. Different areas, they don't want to come out of their comfort zone. And if you don't want to come out of your comfort zone, we're not going to get new voters. Yeah. What do you, what about the Congress? Do you think we can flip the Congress? I don't know. That's going to be a tricky one. I mean, I hope we do, but that's asking a lot. That's based on turnout, too. Yes. And the Democrats are getting really, really good at voter turnout because, I mean, every everywhere you look, they're saying, you know, get out the vote, get out and vote. They're even the stars are telling their crowds, you know, if you haven't registered to vote, get out and vote. 
Yeah. You don't see any of the Republicans putting out messages like that. You know, they're the Democrats are doing a really good job of getting their message out this yeah. time around. You know, mm. and unfortunately, the Republicans are not. I think we need to catch up with the times. Is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, they're getting they're good with media. They're good with you know blitzing. They're good with everything, and we're just stuck in the same stuff that we normally do you know and it's not working they need to come up with a new game plan and they need to start looking at social media getting the youth engaged that's one thing that the democrats are really good at is getting the Mm -hmm. youth engaged you Mm -hmm. know and we we just can't seem to do that on the republican side yeah 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 it's i think i think the youth the, the thing about the Democrats is they have so many institutions on their side, you know, whether it's media, publications, the schools, um, you know, entertainment, like you just said, you know, they've been very savvy with using um, new media. You have all of these Hollywood stars and, you know, LeBron James, for example, mm-hmm. he used his, you know, he used money and influence to recruit like 10,000 poll workers. You know, like stuff like that, man. You know, you just have to. Republicans have to get hip to the game and get some of these young people, yeah, into the mix. And, and that means change. And a lot of our Republicans, especially our older ones, they do not like change. Yeah, you know, they're gonna have to get used to some change here. You know, to get get where we need to be. You know, they, younger they have to people remember where the younger folks, us younger folks are going to be the ones left here, you know, after they're long gone, you know, to deal with all this stuff. You know, we, we need to get involved. We need to be able to do stuff, make decisions and, and adapt to the times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, man, Kalimi. I'm just, you know, I'm looking at these maps and I'm looking at these seats and I'm like, Lord, please. <laughs> please let us flip this dang on house. Um, Are you healthy out there? How you doing during COVID? Are you locked away in your house wearing a mask every day? I'm locked away. Well, they're opening, you know what? In New Jersey, they're opening stuff up because. You know, we've kind of had one of the more stricter lockdowns in the country. So now I can go to the gym now again, which is great. I'm loving that. And so, you know, things are starting to open back up a little bit. Um, I have an underlying health condition, so I have to be really careful. So, you know, I've I've been, you know kind of limiting my activities even though i did take a plane trip to florida uh, a couple of months ago (laughs) so um but other than that i haven't you know i've been going to the gym because i need my exercise i mean that's a part of being healthy um right and you know every now and then we go out to a restaurant and eat outdoors and stuff like that so Outdoors is a good place to be because then you don't, you know, it, it's more, the more people stay locked up in their house, they can breed a virus real easily. The more yeah. people you're around indoors, you know, you can spread it a lot easier. 
Um, I think I'm surprised that a lot more people are not sick, honestly, because mm -hmm. me being in nursing, you know, I'm looking at all these people misusing PPE every day. They're wearing gloves and these masks that don't really stop anything, you know, because the virus can get right through it. It's really, mm -hmm. really protecting you from, you know, licking your, your significant other or spitting on somebody, you know, but they're going to the store they're touching all the packaging with the foods and stuff you know there yep. i saw one lady she had her phone the baby is chewing on her phone in the basket she takes the phone away you know after she let somebody else use her phone which is putting it all the way up to their face you know and then she gives the baby her keys to suck on the keys is like the most grimiest thing they came out of her purse where everything else that's touched everything else is going you know so for me, contamination would be a big thing. People are not trained to be using PPE outside of a hospital. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, with us, you know, I see people bathing in hand sanitizer all the time. And that just scares me because you're actually making your immunity shred when you're bathing in it all the time. You know, yep. as a nurse and, and doctors, we don't use hand sanitizer like that. We still use soap and water when we're scrubbing. For yeah, sure. I don't we're use it a lot. To do things. Yeah. And then we have um, the people that are, you know, going in when we go into rooms, we have to take off the old PPE from room to room, you know, discard it and go. So when people come in to go to their go out of their houses, they're wearing their PPE, they're driving in their cars, they're going getting out, going into a store and they're coming back out of that store, going to another place and the same PPE, you're just bringing all the germs with you and all the way back home. Because you don't have mm -hmm. a clean room in your home. You're not washing, you know, taking your clothes off of the door, dumping all your, your contaminated PPE in the bins to be clean. You know, you're just coming in and throwing it in with the rest of your stuff and contaminating your whole house. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised that the numbers aren't higher than, you know, at the scare rate that they're trying to use for COVID. You mm -hmm. know, and it, it's, it is a real thing. It is, mm -hmm. it is a real disease. I hear a lot of people out there, not disease, I would say illness. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, it's fake. No, it is, it is real. You know, it's, it's a little bit more harsher than the pneumonia, especially for older people and people mm -hmm. more susceptible, you know, but there is a way, you know, basics. If you remember your basics clean and don't stick your fingers in your mouth, you know, yep. like two-year-olds, then you should be fine, you know, wow. taking your vitamin C, keeping healthy and don't be, you know, getting in other people's faces yeah you know, that should be common sense wow this is one um with the cure and if you just joining us i'm talking to the lovely kalimi stevens and she just gave us a clinic on how to stay clean in COVID. Uh, we're also talking a little politics and what's going on in the local arizona elections if you want to share opinion or post a comment hit me up hit us up our facebook and twitter page um, you can also leave comments under the episodes on iHeartRadio. and i'm back kalimi so you think the media just kind of like drove it in i mean wrote it into the ground and just brainwashed the populace on on the, on the fear of this virus yeah I see a lot of fear mongering going on with this virus. I don't think it's as bad as what they say. In fact, we've even, even like, I have a friend 
that she just got into an accident with her husband. Her husband passed away. She was in critical condition. Oh, they wow. tried wow. to label her husband's death as COVID. And it wasn't. It was a car accident. That's and crazy. she had to fight them because he had had a, a you know, a sniffle. You know, and he, he had allergies. And so they wanted to label that as COVID. And if people didn't notice the CDC and all them, they have had to drop the numbers down because they've, you know, misnamed a lot of things COVID that weren't COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, just because someone has, you know, breathing issues doesn't mean that they have COVID. Just they may have had allergies or they may have COPD or asthma. You know, we, they've been labeling everything is COVID uh, as far as the deaths go. And they've already dropped the numbers, you know, a few times. And people don't seem to notice that because they don't research on their, you know, for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had to revise. What they say. They had to revise the number. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and like I said, if everybody would have been contaminated by now, because not everybody is trained, unless you're an EMT or someone who works in the healthcare, you know, population then you're not trained on ppe so you're literally dragging all these germs around with you all the time because you're not changing out your ppe every time you go and leave one area to go to another and then you're going back into your grandma's house because grandma can't go to the store you know you're trafficking those germs in there too so it's and then also they're wearing the same mask a a lot Mm -hmm. and they see people yeah with the mask just over their mouths because they can't breathe in them, so they're, they leave their noses out. I see that a lot. Or they wear them, you know, just tucked under their chin because they say they have to wear a mask, but, you know, they're getting around it. So at the rate that they're saying that people could die from it, mm, they're mm-hmm. blowing it out of proportion. Just like Biden's new commercials that are, you know, oh my God. the black community, you know. Sorry, Biden, but if that, you know, if that were true, if most, you know, the black community was going to die of COVID, yeah, they're, they were higher risk and everything. Most of the black population would be gone now because of all the protests and riots going on with no PPE and no social distancing. All those people would be dead, you know, and they're not. So I, and people don't think about that type of thing. When they hear his commercial, the Democrats just think, oh, you know, that's so true. And no, it isn't. It's common sense. If they, you know, were that much at risk and if they, had, you know, they were going to die from it and it was that bad, then mm-hmm. all those people would be dead and they're not. Mm-hmm. It's just fear mongering all over and nobody pays attention and nobody checks. Nobody uses mm-hmm. common sense anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 I think... You know, when you look at this virus and, you know, I I, I looked at there, there was this Biden commercial on two nights ago and it was just infuriating me. It's just infuriated me because he gets up just like the debates, which I don't want to talk about um, last week. He gets to sit up there and tell a bunch of lies on his commercial. He's up there with this president didn't protect us. Trump was the first world leader to do anything in regards to this this virus, man. I mean, correct. But it they was... got away with it because they they got away with not telling the people that not they have them thinking that he didn't do anything because the left immediately yelled racism. You yell racism, and all is forgotten. Anything else is you know out the window when you hear racism. 
Yeah. You know, when he locked down the country and started locking it down so nobody could get in or out, you know, the left just started screaming racism and nobody paid attention and they thought he wasn't doing anything. And then nobody said anything about, you know, Pelosi going over to China and coming back. <laughs> you know, and she mm-hmm. did that, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's still alive and standing. You know, she went over there during the virus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, they started yelling racism very early to, you know, get the people, their sheep, to follow their lead. And they did. And so now they think that he didn't do anything to protect the nation from the virus. And he did. He was well ahead of it. Unlike yeah. uh, their president, <laughs> you know, Stanley and Speedus and Biden, creepy, creepy Joe. You know, they had H and you know, the the regular flu, H1N1, and then they had the swine flu underneath theirs and Ebola underneath theirs. They're screaming that, you know, Trump should have been more uh, open and more quick. They're saying that he uh, downplayed. Well, see, I don't have downplay. I don't have a problem with him downplaying it because. <clears throat> it causes it's a, mass hysteria <clears throat> when when you come out and exactly and, and say things, which is exactly what it happened. The left started blowing it up. And he didn't downplay it. Correct. He didn't down. He didn't downplay. It. Let's say he downplayed it, but we were still for weeks out of freaking toilet paper and bottled water, and all for no reason, no reason, and hand sanitizer and paper yes. towels, like. If you would have came out in panic, it would have been worse. Right. And and well, actually, they did panic when they heard. That's why we were out of all this stuff. And and it did get worse because the left opened the door and made people panic. And that's why they think Trump didn't do anything. Well, we don't hear NASA telling us how many meteors have hit, you know, come close to hitting the earth. You know, they keep that to themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. politicians and the military don't tell you. How many times we've been close to going to war, you know, with other countries, you know, they downplay stuff to cause, you know, where it doesn't cause a mass panic. But it's not okay. Normal. Everybody, every president and all the big leaders do that. It's nothing different than anybody else. Just like nobody knew how bad the H1N1 was and Ebola was and things like that. Biden and. And Obama downplayed those. We we didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, they it, that happened on their watch. And those were actually those are coronavirus strains as well. People yep. need to understand we have faced coronaviruses before. There's nothing new about the coronavirus. You know, the only thing is this one is a different strain and it's a stronger strain. So just like the flu mutates, this mutates as well. And it actually mutates slower than most of the flu strains. And they're actually coming out with different ways, different tests and um, check people. The numbers are high right now, yes, because they didn't know what they were dealing with. Nobody knew. You can't blame that on one POTUS. You know, I don't think any, any president would have done anything different or better. They have to go off of the information that they're given. A president isn't, you know, a person that is fluid in all the different illnesses and all the different things that come up on their watch. That's what they have the experts for. And if the experts are giving them wrong information, then that's not their, you know, they, they try, they do the best they can. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people blaming a POTUS for you know the coronavirus. That's crazy because if they if they want to blame Trump for that, then they should be blaming you know Biden and Obama for Ebola and Agent One in in uh, the swamp the the what you, the swine flu. You know, mm-hmm. things that happen on their watch that they didn't even alert the U.S. the U.S. citizens about. You know, it came out a little bit, but not to the degree of where we're locking down and masking everybody and doing all these different things. You know, the swine flu, they, when they, that went out overseas, they did mask up. We didn't hear, but they did mm-hmm. in other countries. You know, we didn't see such mass hysteria over it. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the mass hysteria is warranted for this either, but it, here we sit. <laughs> Let's switch gears. So that was great. What about Chuck Schumer's out there talking about giving DC and Puerto Rico statehood? That's just pure insanity. <laughs> I mean, sir, if they get power, this is what Chuck Schumer's saying. He's like, I'm not working this hard to. Um, become majority leader for nothing. You know, everything's on the table. We're talking about D.C., Puerto Rico, statehood. We're talking about loading up the Supreme Court. What in the hell is going... These, these people he don't did, want any that's opposition. That's a power grab. That's, that's what it is. They're trying to stack it to do a power grab because they're losing. No matter what they throw out, they're still losing. And it's funny to see them scurry. <laughs> they they just keep coming up with different little things and the more things they come up with the more outlandish it gets you know if we're going to give away you know stuff and, and states and things I say we should have caved into BLM and gave them you know Seattle and the places that they took over <laughs> you know mm-hmm. give them those things you know and let them go come running back when things don't work out the way they, they planned you know, take away the fire, take away EMS, take away all the lovely stuff that they're given. Let them do it on their own. And, you know, it would go on for a little bit and then they come crawling back because nobody knows how to run an actual country. You know, look at Africa. It's in dire need and dire shape. And, you know, these are the, the things that they proud themselves on. You know, African queens, African kings. It's really, they're not African. They're actually Arab. But, hey. Yeah, but they always talk about the motherland and things. So the motherland mm-hmm. ain't doing too hot. So why are we going to make the U.S. the motherland? They should have just given away the stuff to BLM and let them have it. If he wants to give away states, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just gotta. We have stuff to salvage. <laughs> I mean, they after a power grabs. I just have a feeling it's 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 never going to end. They're going to talk about and they flirted with this in the past, breaking up California into three states. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff like so they can get Senate seats, basically. Basically, and yeah, just a power grab. It's a power mm. grab. Mm. It's all it is, and like mm. I said, the more things they throw out, the more outlandish they get. Will it happen? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's good. yeah. Some of the suggestions again, pretty crazy out there. Wow, Kalimi, uh, man, you've been great. Uh, I just wanna, I just wanna thank you for coming on. Do you want, do you want the listeners to follow you on season four? She's gonna be on season four, Yellowstone. Oh, sure, yeah. What? Just watch Yellowstone. Look for me in season four, episode one. <laughs> oh, what else are you working on? 
Um, I'm also working on, we have a movie coming out in April of 2021 called The Righteous 12, it's a Western. And I was an, an actress in that, and I was also the assistant director. We also oh, have another nice. movie coming out pretty soon um, that will be, it's, we don't know when it's going to come out. It will be a theatrical release, though. It's called Exposure with Eric oh. Roberts and Mick Mignogna. Nice. And, yeah, so that one will be coming soon too. And I was an actress and assistant director on that one. Is and then Aces of Hearts is another one that I was an actress in that will be coming out. Oh and wow! Then pretty soon, let's see. I am scheduled. I probably will go back to Yellowstone and film. And mm-hmm. then I have a movie called Up Myth and Legend coming up that I'm on as well. You killing it out there, man! You slaying it. <laughs> Yes, and then I just sent out a package to audition with the new Western coming up with uh, Idris Elba. They're doing an all-black Western. Oh, wow, that's awesome. It's going to be pretty cool. So they're auditioning now. They just started filming, but they they are actually they do, they're doing casting. So hopefully I will find out soon. It'll be called The Harder They Fall. So hopefully I'll find out soon if I'm on that one too. That's awesome, man. Well, I got I'm gonna have you come back again because I love your take and analysis on some of this stuff, man. So thank you for coming on. You're very welcome. Anytime. We're gonna post this episode like tomorrow so you can pass it on to your to your fans or and the people that follow you as well. Oh, and uh, I have to wait on some wrestling because we can't do any pro wrestling right now because of COVID. We're down because we do live audience. So oh, wow. We'll get to see me wrestle and be out there in the oh. ring with all the wrestlers for a while. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, you like the jack of all trades, man. Well, <laughs> yes. So if you guys are looking for me on Championship Wrestling from Arizona, we're not filming yet, but we will be back. Oh, wow. Well, you're here to hear, folks. Thanks, Kalimi, for coming on. You're very welcome. Like I said, anytime. This is The Cure.